We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So, we have some strange... They're not, they're not really crime stories. They're just stories that are definitely news. This is horrible. We had a woman hit last... Uh, well, not last night. It was this morning, early, just before 12.30 a.m., an accident on the exit ramp of I-270 at uh, 70 and I-270 in the Walnut Hills neighborhood of Columbus. So... A 2016 Ford Explorer struck a freeway. I have never in my life seen this word. Attenuator? A freeway attenuator. Alan, do you know what a freeway attenuator is? Could that be like a median or a cement barrier? What is a a freeway attenuator? uh, I'm going to guess that's a technical name for a... You think so? um, For something that we all know by another name like... Guardrail. Barricade or guardrail. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, which disabled the vehicle, of course. The woman, a 43-year-old woman, gets out to assess the damage. Male passenger remains in the car. A witness from a nearby apartment building comes out of the apartment building to assist the woman. And then right then, another car coming hits the first car and strikes the woman and the person from the apartment. And the woman died. That's terrible. Uh, So there'll be further investigation of that for sure. And then this morning, even uh, later around 8 a.m., we had a crash of uh, a Nissan that slammed into a parked SUV. And that kicked it over into a house where three people were hospitalized. Two adults and a child taken to the hospital, but all three in stable condition. Driver of the Nissan not injured. That's surprising. Apparently, so, apparently so, Nissans hold up well in crashes. Bounced <laughs> off one car into a house. That's that's horrible. We're going to have to ban assault vehicles. Yeah, we are, I guess. Now, uh, speaking of assault, I think a reporter from News Nation may have an assault case against whoever decided it was a great idea to arrest him while doing a live report on News Nation yesterday during Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's press conference at the train derailment site near East. I've been told it's Palestine, not Palestine. Have you ever heard that before? East Palestine? No, I've never. That's what they tell me. It's Rio Grande, Rio Grande. Okay, Okay, whatever. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. So anyway... uh, this guy, his name is Evan Lambert, and I don't watch News Nation, but uh, he's a legit reporter for the National Cable Network News Nation. He's in the back of the room across, they say he's across the gymnasium for Mike DeWine while Mike DeWine is doing a press conference. Now, let me just say, 
I've been in many, many a press conference during my life that were considered breaking news press conferences. Coaches hired, coaches fired, academic scandals, NCAA scandals. Obviously, the Ohio State Buckeyes are big news in this town. When I lived in Miami and I covered the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins were big news in that town. So anytime anything happens after national championship games, after bowl games, after Final Fours, I've been in many press conferences where someone is up front talking, reflecting on what just happened in a game or with a decision made by somebody or whatever. And in the back of the room, there is always, always, a newscaster who is doing a press conference, doing a live shot at that very moment, and they can't go out in the hallway and do their live shot because, see, they have to prove that they're actually at the breaking news event. So they have to have that in the back of their shot, in the back of what the camera's shooting. So they've got to be close enough that they can film what's going on and say, here I am at the press conference where they're blah, 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 blah. And as somebody who's there to hear what's being said from the microphone, I can tell you it is rude. It is um, bothersome. It is annoying. But what it is not is criminal. What it is not is criminal. Right? We have a freedom of the press in this country. And I'm watching the video. They not only arrest this guy, two law enforcement somethings, I don't know, in green T-shirtish outfits. I don't know if they're East Palestine police. I don't know if they're railway police, if such a thing even exists. They're they're not state highway patrol. They're not sheriffs, unless they're undercover, but they're both dressed alike, which would be weird. And actually, no, this guy is this one guy is wearing a some kind of a green polo with what looks like a sheriff's deputy badge on it. They get this guy down on the ground and handcuff him with hands behind his back and pull him up to his feet and perp walk him out of this press conference. And he spent the night in jail. A reporter doing his job from News Nation. Now, I ask you, what would happen? What would happen if they did this to somebody from CNN? Or they did this to somebody from MSNBC or a national network, ABC, NBC, CBS. News Nation is a national network, but they are a right-leaning. In fact, you could even say they are a right-tipping-over network because they're more than leaning. But this is wrong. Now, I'm not suggesting for a second that our uh, COVID tyrant governor ordered this man's arrest. And in fact, Mike DeWine says he did not order the arrest and had few details on what occurred as he was speaking. It would not have been outside the governor's purview to, if he saw it happening, stop his press conference and go, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing to that guy? Like, let him go. But maybe he didn't see it in the moment. Well, surely he's used to that, that. Oh, he's absolutely used to it. He's absolutely used to it. And again, I'm not saying this is DeWine's doing. I'm saying this just happened at a press conference. And DeWine had a quote afterward. He said, it has always been my practice that if I'm doing a press conference, someone wants to report out there and they want to be talking back to the people back on the channel, whatever. They have every right to do that. And he got that right. He's got school choice all wrong, but he got that right. If someone was stopped from doing that 
or told they could not do that, that was wrong. It was nothing that I authorized, and certainly it would be something that I would not want to see happen. He did say he did not know that it was happening until after it occurred. Now, I'm told that uh, Mr. Lambert, who again, I don't know his word, uh, his work, Evan Lambert, I'm told he has been released from jail after spending the night in jail. Somebody's getting somebody's getting seriously called on the carpet, maybe fired over this, because that's uh, that's not at all something that should be happening in the United States of America. Happens, I bet it happens in Canada. Happens a lot of places, I'm sure. So the photographer, and that don't think photographer, think videographer, the guy holding the camera, said that. Lambert was approached by police who asked him to stop talking. The news conference was being held in another part of the gymnasium. He was giving a live report, and these law enforcement officers said, be quiet because Governor Mike DeWine is speaking. Mr. Lambert finished the live report, then was asked to leave by authorities who forcibly removed him from the event. They didn't try to forcibly remove him. They forcibly removed him. If you handcuff a guy, he doesn't have to be fighting you for you to for you removing him to be considered forcible removal. If I'm handcuffed, that's not, uh, he's not saying, hey, do you have any cuffs? Could you put them on me behind my back while I'm laying on the ground and then pull me to my feet like I'm some kind of a pig you're going to put on a spit and roast? Yeah, they threw him to the ground, right? I mean, ridiculous. Even if they ordered him to the ground. I mean, I, he might have been per- perfectly compliant, but this is n- just not ro- not right. Did they roll the video on it? I mean, oh, yeah, it's on video. Sure, of course. Okay, He's walking away. He's not, like, making him drag him away. It's good thing. They jack up his shoulders doing that. It's a very uncomfortable position. Do they do this to kids who wreck crashed cars? Do they handcuff them? Do they dare handcuff the kids in Columbus who steal three, four, five, ten cars a day? Do they dare do that? Well, no, that would be considered cruel and inhumane punishment. But Evan Lambert... He's doing a live shot, and he's perp-walked out and handcuffed. When he was placed in the back of a squad car, he said, it's tough to do your job in America in 2023, but we'll keep doing it. Okay. Crazy. So I assume the uh, intrepid news media in the state of Ohio will be pressing for details on why this reporter from News Nation was accosted. It's the only way I can say it. He's accosted by police at Mike DeWine's press conference yesterday, announcing that everybody can go back home at East Palestine, Ohio. The train derailment is over. The air is fine to breathe. And if you have concerns about the water, they'll, uh, they'll alleviate those concerns. So while DeWine is talking, this guy is talking, too, because that's what news anchors do. Hey, look, I'm at the press conference. It's going on right behind me here. And News Nation says he cut his report short because the governor was speaking. And this happens all the time. News anchors on camera. We're waiting on the governor to start his press conference. Oh, here's the governor starting his press conference. Let's take it live. So I don't know if he's going to talk over the whole press conference or if he was going to just throw it to Governor DeWine. But the cops came up to him. He might have been resetting, like, we're here in East Palestine, Ohio. They've had a massive trail derailment. Yesterday they said this. We're worried about blah, 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 blah in the air. And now they're this, and now they're this. Because the beginning of a press conference, like, very rarely is something you absolutely positively can't miss. And so 
The cops come up to him, tell him to stop. So he stopped. He stopped. Then after the press conference, they arrested him. And I've seen the video. It's not a good look. And Mike DeWine was asked about it after the fact. So here is your governor talking about the arrest of, uh, what's his name? Evan Lambert, I think. Evan Lambert, the uh, News Nation reporter. You know, it, it has always been my practice that if I'm doing a press conference, if someone wants to report out there and they want to be talking to the people back on channel, whatever, they have every right to do that. Um, so, you know, that should not, if that someone was stopped from doing that or told they could not do that, that was wrong. Uh, and it was nothing that I authorized uh, and certainly it would be something that I would not want to see happen. This happens, uh, you know, we do this, I do this all the time. And... Um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm certainly very, very sorry uh, that, that that happened. I don't know all the facts, but he or she, whoever was arrested, had every right uh, to be reporting and do what they do every single day. Absolutely. There you go. So that's the uh, governor's comment on that. He said he or she. <laughs> he or she, yeah. Um, so we'll see what they do with it today, but I'm going to assume I, I think we got to find out who the police agency was. Okay. Uh, back to the state of Tennessee where Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire, the guy who has exposed the Vanderbilt um, criminal, quote-unquote, gender-affirming health care, um, doing surgeries on minors, cutting off healthy breast tissue, chemically castrating them, all of that. Matt Walsh exposed it on his program at the Daily Wire, and he's obviously a target of the political left because he's the guy behind the documentary, What is a Woman? Mocking those in the gender-affirming care world who claim that you are not the biological sex you were born, you are whatever gender you feel. Because sex is biological, and everybody has known that since the dawn of time. Gender has been invented by evil people to further various forms of immorality in the world. So Matt Walsh goes before the Tennessee legislature to advocate for this law that Tennessee is definitely going to pass because the people of Tennessee want it passed and they don't have a dysfunctional statehouse in Tennessee like we have here in Ohio. They actually do what the voters put them in office to do, which is do the will of the people. And the Democratic politician questioning Matt Walsh has already tried to disparage Matt Walsh's relevance to this issue by saying, well, uh, what are your qualifications? Uh, done, a lot of, done a lot of PhD work on gender studies and all that. And Matt Walsh is like, um, my qualifications are I have a brain and I have a soul. And I know it's wrong and I can read the data because I graduated from high school. So uh, the people in the audience are laughing at the poor Tennessee politician who has been made to look foolish by a conservative podcaster. And uh, some people just need to know when enough is enough and walk away. But this Tennessee politician is not one of those people. Representative Clemens, here. And for what purpose do you um, conduct your research and use this brain of yours? Mr. Walsh, you're recognized. I use it for the purpose of trying to protect children from being castrated and mutilated. There's more, but I just had to pause for a moment so you don't forget the condescending nature of the question. Just what purpose are you using this brain of yours? Representative Clemens, here I And for what purpose do you um, 
conduct your research and use this brain of yours? Mr. Walsh, you're recognized. I use it for the purpose of trying to protect children from being castrated and mutilated. That's one of the things I try to do. You don't use it limits. to... Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You don't use it to get clicks on your publication? Well, are you using it right now to try to get clicks with this interaction? On, no. I, 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 I really like the Mr. idea Walsh. of getting... Uh, of, of drawing attention to the fact that this is happening to children. I know you seem to find it very amusing. I don't. That's the way to handle it, is just to call out what evil it is. What if Matt Walsh is using it to get clicks? If you're telling the truth and you get clicks, probably the reason you're getting clicks is because your truth, the truth you're telling resonates. Because people find it appalling that Vanderbilt children's hospital is cutting the healthy breast tissue off girls and talking about the reason why they're doing it is so they can make a lot of money because the kids have to keep coming back for checkup after checkup after checkup and for continual drugs to mitigate the damages of mutilating their bodies when their brains are not cognitively developed enough for them to make a decision that's fully informed because Kids' brains don't develop before they're 25 years of age. And the last part of your brain to develop is the reason part of your brain in the front. The first part of your brain to develop is what? The part that responds to external stimuli, like likes on social media. So this is a fight that I pray Republicans do not ever give up on and do not ever yield an inch on because while I know it sounds great to reach across the aisle and find a common ground and pass something that's bipartisan, you cannot have any accord with people who for their own profit or for the own furtherance of their demonic ideology, willfully and purposefully ruin lives by allowing a child to be indoctrinated into the idea and made to go along with the horrible practice of trying to recreate them into a sex they were not born. I do not think that it is too harsh a penalty to put the doctors and psychologists and school counselors and anybody else who nudges, pushes, or steers a child down the path toward gender transformation. I do not think it's too stiff to put those people in jail for a long time. 